You're listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kamajis, a licensed clinical social worker with a multi-state online therapy practice. I have a passion for empowering women and mom therapists to break free of the fear, overwhelm, and oppressive systems that hold them back from taking action and building the private practice of their dreams. My goal is for you to boldly believe in yourself as a clinician and business owner. If you're looking for a place to learn practice building strategy and skill while also claiming your own power as a woman and a therapist, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Raised Empower podcast. Today, I'm going to be exploring a little bit about using social media as a marketing tool in your private practice. Is it a good thing to do? Is it a good referral source? Is this a strategy you should use? Is it worth your time? How does it actually play out in helping us in our private practice? And I want to first kind of say out the gate, I am not a social media hater. (laughs) There are so many good things about it. There are also a lot of bad things about it. And I know there are a lot of therapists who have found social media to be a great tool for them. There are even some therapists who are, I guess you would call an influencer. And I have absolutely no problem with that. This is no judgment towards anybody doing that. What this episode really is to focus on is for the majority of us who either aren't on social media with our practice or are considering it, is this something that we should actually be spending time on? And is this a good strategy for us to be using when we are marketing our practice? One of the things I personally have felt and experienced, and I know that so many of you have too, especially when it comes to marketing our private practice, there can be this pressure that we have to do all of the things that if we need to build our practice, especially at the beginning, or if we're kind of in a place where we're not getting enough clients, we can feel this intense pressure of, I just need to do more. I need to add more strategies. I need to find more tools. I need to do more things to build and market my practice. And especially if you see somebody else using some kind of marketing strategy or tool that you're not using and they're having success with that, you sometimes are thinking, well, then I need to be doing that too. It can become really overwhelming very quickly. I definitely felt this at the beginning when I was starting out my solo practice of doing it all and feeling so overwhelmed and quickly burning out on some of those strategies. And so social media is a really popular thing, right? Like separate from marketing our practice, social media is popular, right? We've got Instagram, there's Facebook, we have TikTok, Now, just recently, there's this new thing called Threads. There's LinkedIn. This can be something that has a presence in just our personal life, but we can also see people who are therapists with practices on them having great success with followers and that kind of thing. And so if we see other therapists with accounts or we see other therapists who are posting super actively on these social media accounts, we may feel this pressure to add that additional 
social media platform as one of our marketing strategies or to just start on one of them if we don't have a social media presence. It's almost like a bit of kind of like FOMO, right? Like fear of missing out. Well, everyone else is doing this thing, so I should too. The thing to remember too is like there's always new trends, so you must have to do it too, right? You heard me reference threads and you may be like, what is what is threads? And this is a new platform that just came out within the last month. It's meta or what is, you know, meta is kind of the umbrella for Facebook and Instagram. I, it's kind of their response to what was Twitter and is now X, I guess. And it's kind of a similar platform. And so because it was brand new, people were jumping on it super, super quick. And I jumped on it. I don't really know if I'm going to use it. Probably not for my therapy practice, but I do have an account now, but it was one of these things I could see a lot of therapists and some groups that I'm in talking about like, oh my gosh, do I need to add one more thing to do? We see other people jumping on these bandwagons or now doing this trend and it can feel like a pressure to keep up and do this one thing because maybe this will be the thing that will help me get more clients, right? Like maybe if I have great TikTok videos, that will be the thing to help me go viral. And then I'll have a full practice. And so the question comes down to like, do you actually need to give in to this pressure, the pressure to be on social media or to add an additional social media platform? Should you be on social media as a way to market your practice? I want to look a little bit into some data because I think that's always really important whenever we're making a decision, whether it's personally or in our business, we do need to have some data to make informed decisions. And so I want to preference what I'm about to say that I am not saying that no one has been successful in using social media to market their practice. There absolutely are therapists who have built a very strong social media presence on a specific platform and they do get clients that way. But you have to consider for yourself the amount of time and energy that you have to put into building your social media, building that presence and that visibility, how much time you're putting into that versus how many client referrals you actually can get or actually are getting from social media. It's not to say it's not a good strategy or a good tool, but is it worth the time and energy for you to invest in that? Is it a good return on your investment, your ROI? If you do a basic search, if you just go on Google and say, how do people find a therapist? The most common three ways that you'll see, and, and I did this search and there were multiple articles talking about this. The three most common ways that people are finding a therapist are through insurance directories. So if you're on an insurance panel, like let's say you're on Blue Cross Blue Shield as an in-network provider, you're automatically entered into a directory of providers that are in network with them. And so for especially people who are wanting to use insurance, they are checking out that directory or they're calling their insurance to see what provider they can see. So insurance directory is one of the top ones. 
a referral from a friend or their doctor. So like word of mouth from people, again, this could just be a friend that they've asked for a recommendation from. It could be, they've gone to their primary care doctor and asked for a referral to a therapist and then just basic internet search going on Google and searching for therapists in their area. Those are the three most common ways that people are searching for a therapist. And when I looked and did that kind of search myself, right, of like, how do people find a therapist? Nowhere in all of these articles, like there were some additional options listed, but social media was not anywhere in any of those lists. And so the reality is that the majority of people are not going to be going on social media first as a way to find a therapist. They're going to search the internet. They're going to talk with people they trust. They will ask their friends. They will talk to people that they interact with regularly, like coaches and teachers. They may ask in like a community Facebook group, right? I'm in a multiple different mom Facebook groups for my local area. And you will see people posting like, Hey, does anybody have a therapist they recommend? So while they're on social media, they're not searching social media for that therapist. They'll ask their doctor again, if they are struggling with their mental health, they may ask their provider or their specialist for a referral. This is why having a solid referral network of colleagues, so fellow therapists, physicians and doctors, nurses, and then what I call community stakeholders, right? Those people that are going to have those daily or consistent touch points with your ideal client, having that solid referral network is so vital to building your practice. We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice real-life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources, and customizable plug-and-send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. So if someone isn't going to ask someone directly, say to a friend or a doctor, hey, do you have someone you could refer me to? They are most likely going to Google therapists near me, or depending on what kind of therapy they're looking for, you know, ADH therapists in my area, they're going to be looking to see what comes up. They're going to want to look at your website. Even if they find you through a directory, they are going to want to see who you are. And they may search through a directory like a psychology today or good therapy but they're going to be looking there versus going to social media first. If you've listened to other episodes where I've talked about having a website, even if you are using a directory as one of your marketing strategies, it is still so vital to have an optimized website as a marketing strategy for your practice because people want to learn more about you. Again, whether that's because they're finding you first through word of mouth referral, because they're Googling you, because they're searching in a directory, 
they're going to want more information about who you are and how you can support them. Why it's so important to have a website that is optimized, meaning that when someone searches for a therapist in their area or searches for a therapist with your specialty, that you are going to come up towards the top of that list. All of this is to say that before you start diving into social media as your main strategy to market your practice, right? If you are saying, okay, but I really do think I want to have social media as one of my marketing strategies or marketing tools. If you are looking to add that, you want to first make sure that you are solid in your referral network and your website before feeling pressured into adding something else. The reality is that social media takes a lot of time to build and a lot of time to maintain a regular presence. And again, it's not to say that there aren't therapists. I know personally friends who have really strong social media presences and they do get referrals that way, but it's not necessarily their number one top referral source. So the rate at which you're going to want or need referrals will probably be a lot slower than the amount of time it will take you to build and maintain that social media account. It can absolutely be a helpful tool for you to connect with potential clients, but I don't want you to think that putting all your eggs in this basket and banking on social media is the way that you're going to obtain new clients. Not everybody is going to listen to this and agree with me, and that's okay. But the way that I view social media as being a marketing tool is a way of having credibility and a way to connect with potential clients versus a main strategy to get clients in the door. Keeping in mind that most people, most potential clients are most likely not going to go seek you out first through social media channels. They're most likely not going to contact you via social media to schedule an appointment. If they do find you on social media, they're most likely going to go to your website or an email address you've provided. So instead of thinking of social media as, okay, this is my tool to get people in the door, you can think of it as a way of having visibility, right? If this is a strategy you want to try to use, think of it more as a way of helping to make you more visible or even more credible. So for example, I have a Facebook business account for my private practice. I rarely post anything on there anymore. And when I did, it was just links to blog posts I had written, but I really, I really don't post much on, on there, but it does have my contact information. It has my practice website. My practice is all online. So there's not an address, but if I was in a traditional office building, it would also have my address. And it is a way so that if someone is on Facebook and they're looking like, okay, you know, maybe this person referred to me in, you know, that Facebook group that they're looking for a therapist. And they're like, well, I'm on Facebook. Let me just look up this practice name. They'll look and okay, she does exist. And now I can go learn more about her on her website. I used to have an Instagram account for my practice at one point, but I really found that it was not a good return on my investment for my time. But again, it could be a strategy of creating visibility or credibility that, okay, this person does exist, especially if you are saying, I'm not going to have a website. I'm just going to be on a directory. Having some kind of credibility outside of just that directory, that could be a way of creating that. 
So you could easily, like, let's say with Instagram, you're like, I don't want to have to go through the process of posting daily or weekly or whatever your routine would be, but I would like people to know that I exist. You could easily have a business Instagram account and just create one of those pretty nine grids where it's all one image that comes together through each of the squares. And it just talks about your practice and it directs people to your website. It's a way that to say, yep, I am real. I exist but this is not my main strategy, right? So I think having a social media presence with a purpose to show validity as you as a person can be beneficial, but not if it is to the detriment of your time and energy. If it is something that you are finding to be a time suck or an energy suck for you, and it's not actually feeding you individually or your practice, I really want you to ask yourself, is this worth me continuing to invest my time in? If you are feeling a pressure to start a social media account or are wondering if you should add this as an additional marketing strategy, I would first ask yourself, what are the strategies you are currently using to market? And are those strategies working? If you are using your website and you're using a directory and you have a good referral network and those are providing you with a good amount of referrals, okay, then those ones seem to be working. And so maybe adding a social media account could be beneficial for creating some of that additional validity or credibility or visibility. But if everything else is working and you're getting a ton of referrals, you may not need to add this extra thing in, right? If the strategies that you're currently working with, if you say, no, you know what? They're not really working. Let's say it's your website. If it's not converting, you're not getting clients finding you or contacting you through them. I would start there. Rather than adding something additional, go back to the strategies you already have attempted to implement or are implementing and look at a way to refine that or tweak that. If you've not built a referral relationship, go back and start there. You're going to get so much more return on your investment from those types of relationships than you are going to from a social media account, especially if you are just starting out. And so many of us are busy, especially if we have kids. If you're listening to this, you know this time of year is really busy as we're getting ready for school. And so I'm always most concerned for myself and for all of you about how are we spending our time and money? Because we will spend one of those, right? If we are doing some kind of marketing strategy, we're going to either spend time doing it ourselves and probably some money, or we're going to spend more money and have somebody do it for us. Because again, the reality is we are either going to spend time or money. So if social media is taking up a lot of your time, and you're not finding that it's bringing consistent referrals, I really encourage you to ask yourself, is this worth my time? Do I need to continue doing this? Is there some other strategy that I should be leaning into more that will bring me more consistent referrals? Go back and look at what you're already doing and re-examine those. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know I am a big advocate of having a website for your practice. I think it's really important and vital and you can learn more about kind of my perspective on that in several other episodes. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode seven and eight and most recently episode 26 to learn more about the importance and value of having your own website. And you can use this to help you think through 
your own website strategy and help to examine if this is a tool that you can lean more into or tweak or add. So again, wrapping things up, social media is not a bad thing per se for your practice. I hope that you heard that through this. I'm not sitting here bashing social media, but if you are banking on using a social media platform, being this big referral generator, I want you to consider leaning into other strategies before adding social media as an additional one. Look at your website, consider your referral network and focus on those first before spending more time on something else. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. And I will be back here next week with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower to join us. I'll see you back here next week.